You're listening to audio from Gospel Light Christian Church. If you'd like to check out more of our resources or support our ministry, please visit gospellight.sg. We're thankful for 36 years of God's blessing. So this year, our anniversary message is actually split into two Sundays. This Sunday, we'll give a thanksgiving to God for His faithfulness for 36 years. So this is a good part. Then next Sunday, we're going to look at ourselves and how we are doing and see our faithlessness to God for the last 36 years. So today is a good part. Next week, get ready, buckle your belt to see how we are doing. Right? So God has been extremely faithful to us for 36 years. I wish we could say we've been extremely faithful to God too. So like a typical anniversary, you want to look back, be thankful, look where you are, how you're doing now, and look forward to see what you should be doing. So today we're doing the looking backstage. So this won't be your usual sermon. Don't have to take out any notes and uh, flip here and flip there. That's probably the only verse you're going to have, right? <laughs> but we are not going through a journey through the Bible, which is typical in Gospel Light, where we journey through the verses of the Bible, we tour the Bible through the verses to see the goodness of God. Today, we're going to tour with God through time and see the goodness of God in our lives uh, as a church. Now, you know, right now, there are lots of Gospelitis on tour. I can see by the number of empty chairs here. Now, they're all running around Japan or New Zealand like our pastor and his family. And they're all seeing the wonder of God in nature, the wonder of sushi, the great sushi chef, the master can slice fish in 16 different ways. You know, we're going to see a better tour. I guarantee you it's free. This is the PC tour company. I'll take you through a tour, no hassle, no cost, no nothing. And it'll beat anything Pastor Jason saw in New Zealand. <laughs> and anything your friends saw in Japan or whatever, the bed bugs and all the stuff we got, will just sit here and enjoy the best tour of all. All right, fasten your seatbelts. We're going on a tour and be watching the hand of God. So it's a different kind of message. Goal? What's the goal? Everything you must have a goal. The goal is at the end of this tour, you will know God better. You know how real he is, how wonderful he is. A secondary goal, at the end of it all, you will be a better... So first goal, you'll be know God better, be a better child of God. Secondary goal, you know your church better and you'll be a better member of GLCC. You know, last week we had some membership, and it's like, oh, you're going to be a member of the church. Wonderful. How long have you been in this church? 20 years. Wow, some of them have been as long as me. They're not even members of the church yet, all right? So if any of you are not members of the church, I hope at the end of this service you'll be thankful that there is a church, a family to be part of, and you will be a member of this church. So we'll be a better child of God at the end of this service and a better member of Gospel Light at the end of this service. That's the goal, all right? If I don't hit the goal, I fail, all right? Because if you don't have a goal, then you never reach anything. Okay, so that's the goal. Now, 
Are we going to go through again, like anniversary services, go back to the history, the roots, where we started in Hilton, started the Botanical Gardens? I'm going to do a slightly different approach this year, all right? Because it's 36th anniversary. I'm going to use, actually, what has been very important to me is the way I start any project, okay? The way I start any project, it doesn't matter whether it's Gospel Light or whether it's Go to Kate or whatever, I usually have the five Ps. Now, I have done this because I have always seen a perversion of this. <clears throat> now, the first P, when you want to start any project, be clear on your purpose. <clears throat> you say that's obvious, right? All right, so our purpose is get the Gospel Light. <clears throat> then, if the project is to succeed, it's God's project, God will bring the people. So you get confirmed by seeing, wow, God's bringing the right people, all right? Then when you get the right people in, they will figure out the right program. They will do the right program. You don't have to worry about that. The right purpose, right people, the right program. And then, of course, you need a place to do things, and that will follow. The right programs, God will provide the place, and lastly, the provision. You say, what's new, PC? What's the big deal about this? The big deal is... I'm tired of working with churches that flip this around, including our own church. What do you mean by that? Classically, this is how churches function, and it must never be like that. They say, hey, pastor, pastor, someone gave a million dollars. Provision first, huh? right? The last P becomes number one, no. Hey, now uh, we got one million dollars, what do we do, huh? Buy a place, lah. Chinatown, lah. You can reach people there, or, or teenage pregnant women, or whatever, lah. So, after you got provision, you buy a place, lah. After you buy the place, eh, what should we do here? I'll look for some program, lah. Then you look for a program. Then after you look for a program, eh, who's going to run it, lah? Then you look for people. And at the end of it, so many people come to do the program, and they don't know what the purpose is. One is, is about teenage pregnant people. One is about Singapore's problem. One is about the gospel. It's typical. God is a curse on all churches, right? Never flip it around. If this is going to be gospel light, you get a purpose right first. <clears throat> Clear purpose, God will bring the right people. Right people, they will bring the right programs. Right programs will be put in the right place and guarantee you God will provide. <clears throat> We are never worried about provision. And every time I go, I say, oh, we don't have provision. We don't have provision. I say, we need a purpose first. <clears throat> the provision will follow. All right? So that's how we must operate. And God help us. Thank God. He has blessed us along the way. So I'm going to, today's message is not about our roots, where we started 35 years ago, 36 years ago, etc. I'm going to use this little five Ps to thank God for what is done for us. So let's look at the first one. You've got to have a clear purpose. What in the world are we here for? There are so many churches in Singapore. Why another one? What's the purpose? Competition? <clears throat> right? I'm a bit better here. I'm a bit better in singing. I'm a bit better in this. All right? So the clear, clear thing is our purpose. <clears throat> and I thank God that God has allowed us to stick to a clear purpose, not because we are very clear people, we are easily distracted. The devil is a master at distracting. 
Christian, I can tell you this. Your biggest danger is not doing evil things. Your danger is doing evil things. I wonder whether you're even a believer. <clears throat> right? Because if you do evil things, the Holy Spirit will convict you. Like crazy. <clears throat> Any of you are in adultery or in pornography or whatever, I don't have to warn you. Your Holy Spirit will warn you. <laughs> the danger for Christians is not doing bad things. The danger for Christians is doing good things, <clears throat> but not the God thing. <clears throat> All right? The devil has many ways to trick us. Put doubts. He told Eve, did God really say that? Is Genesis really true? You know, that kind of thing. The doubts. Then divisions. Adam blamed his wife. Blame my wife, BMW, right? She asked me to do <clears throat> Many of you drive BMW, you know that? <coughs> Everything blame your wife, huh? all right? <clears throat> and then, <clears throat> after that, Abel killed, I mean, Cain killed Abel divisions. But let me tell you, for a church like this, the greatest danger is distractions. There are a lot of good things to do. All right? And you run here, run there, run here, doing lots of good things, but not the God thing. So I'm thankful that though we're not clear, though the devil's so busy distracting us, we kept on purpose over the 36 years. You saw that little clip that Pastor Jason did for the GLCC, a gospel-centered church. After 36 years, there are so many issues to fight about LGBT, anti-vaccine, Israel and Hamas. You know, Pastor, what should we do here? Why do you stand here? Where do you stand there? I say I stand on the gospel. You want to fight issues? Go another church. The people got a lot of issues to fight about. Right? Of course there are issues to fight about all the time. But what are we as a church, what is gospel-like as a church here for? Fight issues? Fight LGBT? Fight all these things? We don't talk about those things in this church. If any sermons about issues, take it out. And many people call to fight issues and God bless them. Maybe we can call them the issue church, the current issue church. We are not. We are gospel-like Christian church. All right? So how do, how do we keep on purpose all these years? Are we that clear? I thank God. From the beginning, God gave us the right name. Now, you know, when we started the church, I was a 70-year-old Christian. I had no idea what name to name the church. We had all kinds of fancy names, you know. Uh, name after a famous missionary, name after a famous this, a famous that, a famous mountain, mount this, mount that, you know, Katong Baptist Church, Pongol, uh, whatever, you know. You can name it so many names, right? Thank God. If I tell you the story how we got his name, it was not because we were very clear. Because I went to the Philippines and there was a friend who was starting a church called Gospel Light Baptist Church. Hey, not bad on his name. So I took it. <laughs> so smart, no? So smart, no? All right? Wow, and I said, Baptist, not so good, lah. Because quite divisive, you know. Baptists always like to fight each other, you know? All right? I think the one Baptist, I just changed to Christian. Hey, not bad, leh. All right? I must ask my friend, go copyright, no copyright. Okay, lah. <laughs> Right? So you see, God allows you to sometimes bumble and stumble onto something 
but He directed you, and that kept us on track. And so today, what are we as a church? I mean, if you have a name, you have to sort of live up to your name, right? To some extent, whether you like it or not. You know, you call yourself the macho division or whatever in the army. Then you've got to be macho even if you're not macho, right? Or not, okay? So we, of course, distracted by all kinds of issues too. You know, every time, Pastor, Pastor, should we talk about this? How come our church never talk about this? How come our church... Every time we, I come to church, everybody has a suggestion for some topic, you know, all right? Because everybody has all kind of, you know, the, the latest uh, uh, trend, you know, we're all trendies, right? Uh, okay, what's trending you would like to talk? No, we say, sorry, uh, this one not our thing. Uh. This one, uh, this church called gospel light. Uh. Got it? Gospel light. Uh. Not anti-vaccine light. Uh. Not COVID. Uh. No, 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 no. You're not troubled by LGBT. Uh. I trouble. But there are other churches. Very good at that. You can support them, lah. Okay? For us, it's gospel. And over the years, that has kept us focused. Then, the word gospel, of course, is the nice one. Light. Oh, light some more. Gospel, one thing, no. But you've got to be a light, no. He said, gospel church, okay, ah. Gospel, light. What light are we? Half dead. Go to, go to your office, people say, hey, you know John uh, from my church? He's Christian. Uh? Oh, I hear that I don't know how many times. Uh. My church member, no. I didn't know he's a Christian. Oh, Lord. No light. What happened? Blackout, no. <laughs> Filipinos call brown out, no. <laughs> At least brown better than black. <laughs> okay? <clears throat> Plenty blackout in this church, you know. Most of you, where's your light? All right? Sunday, la, pastor. Sunday, my light come on, la. you know, like those time switch. Have you seen time switch? You enter the house, you step in, then the light come on. No? We have time switch at our door here, you know. Many gospel lighters, I walk in and ding, the light come on. No? Hey, pastor, hello. <laughs> then go office, hello, another guy, man. <laughs> So remember your gospel light, okay? <clears throat> and we have to shine. A light attracts. Let your light so shine before men, not so shine before your pastor, okay? <clears throat> so we are gospel light. Oh, I like that. And then the word Christian some more. <clears throat> now some people write to me, okay, Pastor, why you call your church, your church gospel light Christian church? Church is Christian, lah, they tell me. You, you're, you're oxymoron, no? Right? Why you at Christian church? Why got Buddhist church? Ah? <laughs> I never thought about that, to be honest. <laughs> you know? <clears throat> then, of course, very smart, I could answer, lah, because these are people who donate money, say, what's your church called? Ah? Gospel church? Ah? No, no, gospel Christian church, you're right properly, no, you cannot, cannot bank in, no, right? Then they say, gospel like Christian church, why you call Christian church? Ah, spark came on. Hey, because uh, if I call myself Presbyterian, uh, Baptists don't like me. I call myself Baptist, Presbyterian don't like me. I call myself Brethren, they don't like me. I call my Methodist, I saw myself Christian, all like me. Right? <laughs> hey, that's very useful today, isn't it? In a, in a world where there are 42,000 denominations, uh, that's a fact, go to Google, you'll check that out. 
It has no other major religion with 42,000 denominations, you know. Crazy, uh, we've got Shiites and Sunnis too. Uh. We've got 42,000, you know. Even Baptists, got Bible Baptists, Independent Baptists, Fundamental Baptists, Conservative Baptists, International Baptists, don't know how many Baptists. Alright? And they all don't like each other. There's some Baptists here laughing, right? I know they're Baptists because they're laughing. Some of you don't understand the Baptists, alright? And Presbyterian, got Bible Presbyterian, Independent Presbyterian, General Presbyterian, don't know what Presbyterian, right? Thank God we are Christians when we get to heaven. God say, you Baptist are no la. Christ, Christ, Christ. Okay, right? So again, by the grace of God, we got a name that helped us. Stay focused. Stay shining. We know we have a duty to shine. And not to divide. Not to think we are better than anyone else. All right? We're all part of the same family. <laughs> So by the grace of God, the name, some 36 years ago, you know the church when it first started, you know what's the name of the church, the first we started? We started in the Hilton Hotel because a friend owned it and he let us use a room for $50. Hilton Hotel, $50, okay? And the first day I walked into church, I got a shock. There was a signboard and say, Paul Choose Church. <laughs> because the owner knew me. <laughs> And they say, what's the name of the church? No name lah. <coughs> Paul Choose Church. <laughs> so later, I said, take out lah. So we became like, you know, the seafood restaurant, no signboard seafood. <laughs> we went bankrupt already, right? <clears throat> so later, I have to think, oh, what's the name? What's the name? Quickly think of the name. You know, very embarrassing. Every Sunday, you've got a church, no name, right? So that's how the name popped up, right? By the grace of God. At that point, I had no idea how useful it was to keep me on track. I look back and I say, wow, so clever. <laughs> oh, Pastor, you're so clever. Huh? You named the church. Wow. See, Pastor Jason, after 36 years, still on track because of the name. Thank you, God. That's life, right? You really, most of the time, whatever you do, you think you know what you're doing. You frankly don't. And it's a grace of Almighty God. So I thank God after that, the vision of the church continues. Huh? After 36 years leading generations, how do you lead generations, right? You share the gospel to them. And then when you share the gospel, their life changes because they have now relationship with Jesus. And then when they are light and shine, they attract others and becomes an ex-church, right? Church that attracts people. So we have an ex-church. A church with a clear purpose, like the book of Acts, the gospel the light of the gospel, bringing people to one another. And the church is not a place. The church is about people gathering because we are all tasted the goodness of God. Okay, So that is the first thing that I want to thank God for. Thank you, God, for keeping us on track. Not easy. Not easy. In a world of many good things to do, many often needful things to do, there is a huge temptation to run from here and there, to follow trends here and there, to follow peer pressure here and there. They've kept 36 years the gospel, the gospel, the gospel. All right. 
Second is people. Right, right purpose, God brings in the right people. I really thank God for God bringing in wonderful people. You know, we had that verse just now in Mark. Jesus didn't come to be served. He came to serve. And I thank God God brought people in who want to serve. Now, when we started the church, we were all rookies. I was a seven-year-old Christian. My wife was a six-and-a-half-year-old Christian. And honestly, we had no idea what to do. Worse than blur. Right? But God brought in the right people. And so today I can say, the purpose is clear. The people are wonderful, including John, who's going to join us soon. John's not a big name, you know. John's not one of these high-flying guys. In fact, he's a low-down guy with 10 operations that brought him down, but I love people like that, all right? The people who just, even with his cancer here, there, and everywhere, still want to serve, all right? And so God has brought us in. Now, last week, Pastor Jason was talking about our church, right? And this was a chart he showed. He said, who's the head of this church? And one little boy was the only one who could come up with the right answer, all right? He said, Jesus. All the rest, who's the head of the church, huh? Pope, Jason, Pope, Paul, who, 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 all right? And this little fellow, I don't know who he was, uh, said Jesus Christ, and he was dead right. This is our organizational chart. This is an official organizational chart of our church. And then below that, it's not even a name of a person. It's the name called B-O-E, Bo. What is Bo, all right? And then after that, below that, there's also no name of anyone. <clears throat> there are three committees. One committee makes sure the church is properly run. It's called a church committee. And one committee runs the local church. And one committee runs missions. Then after that, PJ showed a picture, all right, called the BOE, Board of Elders, which is supposedly the one under that, huh? but still anonymous, still mystery, right? So he very kindly showed the picture. I was thinking the picture was on for a while. And after that, I heard comments like, Hey, Pastor, who are all those people in the picture I've never seen before? Anna? <laughs> I heard those comments. And these people were in the church for 20 years. They don't know who these guys are. All right? Now, is that a good or bad thing? In some way, bad. In some way, good. Because our head is Jesus Christ. All right? And it's good that these men serve very faithfully. All right? These people, all right, they are very faithful. And after I started the church, my wife and I, you know, tried to do something. A guy called Victor Yeo pops up. Now, Victor was my patient when I was in Shenton. He was not a believer. He got saved. And my goodness, he grew fast. He loved to serve. The little he knew, he served. And he came and soon became our first elder. That's another guy. His wife used to work in Shenton as a doctor and Elder Leong. And he came in. So these are my right hand and left hand men when we first started, all right? 
blur leader, two new rookie believers. But you know, three blur, not so bad as one blur. <coughs> right? Uh, if three, three lost people, I think one can more or less say, hey, this one wrong, lah. this one got this, got that. So we were three complimentary blur people. <coughs> Victor was wonderful with finance. He was a VC guy, the early days. You know what's VC, huh? All right? Venture capital, huh? okay? <coughs> In those early days, I didn't know what VC was at that time. <coughs> And then Elder Leong was working in CPF, very number two man there. And it was perfect. I'm trained as a doctor. I don't know anything about finance. <laughs> He's a finance guy. I'm trained as a doctor. I don't know anything about the legal things, how to register a church, or what constitution, or don't know all this. Doctor, where got constitution, right? Doctor, got patient, and that's all, right? And constipation, not constitution, right? <laughs> What is constitution? For what? What do I need constitution for? Hey, you need la organization need constitution. Hey, let them figure it out, right? So I had these two wonderful people, and then Dr. Mark Himin and others came in. My point is this: God brought in the right people. Right? And you know, over the years, it is amazing. For the first 10 years of Gospel Light, as we grew, we never had one single paid staff. Never one. <clears throat> We had a refinery manager come and be our administrator. Wow, you can run an oil refinery, you run church, no sweat. <laughs> right? Oil refinery, so many processes. I just tell her, Christmas, I want this. Ta, 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 ta. You need to do this, 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 this. Very good. <clears throat> I had a bank executive be my first missions coordinator. Hey, Pastor, you need money you know, for this, right? You know, things like that. Okay? And people just came in along the way to fill in the gaps. Right purpose, right? People. Then you know you're somewhat on track. You think, I got the right purpose and nobody come. Uh, maybe not. Right? So as the right people came in, it was amazing. It was a church of servants. I love that. There were doctors carrying garbage. I'm not kidding. Every Sunday, they clear the garbage, carry down to the public dump, throw their people with real BMW, uh, not the one I might mention, say, Pastor, I'm a new believer, what can I do? Drive. <clears throat> Your job is to be driver. Wow, they pick people up in their BM. You know, there's a guy come in, say, I don't know how to serve God. I said, what do you do? I own this business, I own this. I see you can wash dishes. Can't wash. <laughs> you know, in the early days, we didn't even have a toilet cleaner in our church. <clears throat> An expat, I use the word expat because they've been traveling, serving elsewhere. The wife was my official toilet cleaner. <clears throat> Faithful, the cleanest toilet I've ever seen. <clears throat> right? She's here, somewhere here. <clears throat> now she doesn't clean, clean toilet. You know why? We got people from Sarawak to do, from Vietnam to do. <clears throat> right? But I just thank God that we still have wonderful servants. I love this. Every Sunday I come in, the first thing I go is I go to the kitchen. Because they come first to church. Many of you just walk in. 9, 10, come in, right? <laughs> 7, 10, they're here, okay. <laughs> right? And serving faithfully and you don't know their name, you eat, you only complain, the food no good. <laughs> Why finish, huh? Okay, maybe later, no more food, huh? <laughs> You think about this restaurant, you know? These people serve faithfully. I love these people, all right? 
Five teams of them just serving silently, serving God, not asking for anything except the privilege to serve God. May this tribe continue. They're not the only tribe, all right? There's a little tribe upstairs called Coffee Connects. I love that, all right? They make coffee, they make cakes. You buy cakes, the money go to Kyrgyzstan, you know that or not? Every time you eat cake, huh? someone in Kyrgyzstan know, all right? One dollar is how many som, you know, all right? Kyrgyz money, they know so Kyrgyz money is called som, all right? You know, these are people that just serve quietly. Car park attendants, I love them. I love the welcome crew. I love the Sunday school group. You know, silently serving, and this is the church. <clears throat> these are the people I really salute. And today I salute John Chung, knocked out by cancer, left, right, and center. He has every right to say, Pastor, take care of me. Pastor, the church should serve me. He does the reverse. <clears throat> to me, that's a picture of an elder, not how much doctrine you know. <clears throat> All right? And so that's the kind of people that God has blessed us with. Huh? So may God continue to bless us. <clears throat> you know, in the Bible, the word servant is found roughly about 800 times <clears throat> in the Bible. In the King James Version, how many times is the word leader found? Anybody want to guess? 800 times servant. How many times leader? Don't let a small boy answer, all right? Don't embarrass me, all right? <laughs> KJV experts, how many times is the word leader in the KJV? Some of you, die, die, KJV. <clears throat> but only translation. <clears throat> Three times. I'm not saying the word leader is not found in other words, but in the KJV. The word leader is only found three times. Servant, 800 over times. In different versions, different ratio. But always servants vastly outnumber leaders. This church must be full of servants. And if some have to lead, let them lead, but never forget their servants. No big fat title, no big fat salary, we don't have reserved car park for pastors here. If I come late, I park public car park. We don't have reserved chairs for anybody. Most of you don't even know who my wife is. Some of you think, don't know I got, even got a wife. <laughs> I'm serious. All right? Because when they see my wife, they say, oh, you're pastor's wife. Huh? You know, got like, like a shock, you know, because she's cutting vegetables right now. now okay? Most of you don't know who Winnie is, Pastor Jason's wife. She's not Mrs. Lim, you know, Muksun Yang, you know, you know, the kind of all right? Big fat titles, small little jobs, right? There's nobodies here. We are just privileged to serve God. What a privilege. Many are unpaid, and I just thank God. Thank God. I've never been paid one cent from this church, and I thank God because the greatest privilege is to serve God. All right? In the early days, Mike Reddick, was, my, my evangelist, never been paid. All right? It's our privilege to serve God. God provides for us. Thank God for that. Title, no title. Who cares? Right? But the privilege to serve God. May God increase this tribe. All right? May we all be serving in some way. We don't want spectators in this church. Christ came to serve. You come to gospel light to serve. 
But some people who have left church for years and said, Pastor, after COVID, I go back to church, I don't know anyone. You've been in our church for 30 years, your job is not to have people know you. You better go and make friends with people. Are you following me? Huh? Okay? Our job is not here that people serve us. Right? We've already won someone served us with his life. Can we serve with ours? Right? So I thank God for the tribe of servants. May this tribe grow. <laughs> Always be growing. Huh? No big fat titles, no nothing. All right. Program. So we've thanked God for a clear purpose by the name of our church. All right. We thank God for the right people because God brought them in. I had no idea who is God going to bring in. I never knew John Chung before. In fact, I really don't know him that well because he's in the Chinese service. His English is not great, you know, but his heart is huge, and I love that. Okay? Yeah, so that is John, and may his stripe increase too. Now we come to programs. <clears throat> now we say, what's the program of this church? <clears throat> now typically, we can say our church is a word-centered church. Right? Most people come to church because I like Pastor Jason's preaching. Very few come say, I like your worship. Very few. Sorry to the worship team. Huh? All right? <laughs> it's no fault of yours because we relegate you to one little corner. All right? All right? You know, somehow, when you relegate people to a corner, you forget them. <clears throat> I always say, this is a nice big stage. But our worship team, actually slightly bigger now, before one little corner on it. <clears throat> Right? I hope their tribe will increase. Right? But very few will come and say, I love your worship. Even less will come and say, I love wonder. Wonder means how you pray for the sick. Right? How we see amazing things happening. We should. It's a great God. I'm sad that we don't have enough of that. When people are sick, I tell them, Come. The church elders will pray for you. Hey, you all pray for us. Ah. I thought you never pray for the sick, ah, this church. Because they thought we just do word, word, word only. Don't pretend you know that, right? Okay? Because it's like, oh, God still works wonders. Ah. I thought there's only the bow of Acts. Really? Ah. Then why you pray? Right? So, word based. Our program is very, very strong because on the word. And then work. You know, when we have the right word, you praise God, worship. When you praise God, you know God, you expect wonders from God. Of course. And then the outflow of that life is work. Serving, serving, serving. So these are the W's that we have said to say, said to say, this one not so good. Next week I'm going to talk a lot about this one. All right? Huh? God has been faithful to us and I thank God. At least... We're strong on the foundational W. Because if your word is not strong, then you don't have a foundation. Then you are on shaky ground. So of the four W's, if you have to only choose one, God never say you have only choose one. If you have only to choose one, take the first one. Good foundation is always important. So I thank God at least our foundation is not bad. But we have not built very well on it. Huh? Someone says the word, without the Holy Spirit, you dry up. The Holy Spirit, without the word, you blow up. 
the Word and the Holy Spirit, you grow up. Can we have that? Alright? Except to say we are Word, largely, every Sunday. I think you're taking notes about what PJ is saying. Lah, huh? Some are watching Instagram, I know, because I sit at the back and watch. <laughs> I never sit in the front row, I like to see what's happening. Because, like it or not, what you see on your cell phone, I can watch you. And a lot of people, right here, some of you. Wow, quite interesting, your Korean show. Huh? <laughs> not bad, huh? huh? Plenty, alright? But, thankfully, the word is preached here, and with the Holy Spirit, we will grow up. Huh? Alright? So let's have a better balance. We have another W in this church, not in normal church growth teaching. Our last W actually is quite unique to us. Welcome. We're quite strong on the welcome side. So I can say we are word church and welcome church. Welcome by eating. Lah. Right? Because you welcome people by eating, right? So that's a standard thing, right? I always tell Pastor Jason, yeah, PJ. Newcomers come here, you think they appreciate you or they appreciate the kitchen? <laughs> What's your answer? Of course, kitchen. Half of them don't know what PJ is talking about. 40 minutes. This verse, this verse, this Greek, this Hebrew. When's the lunch? <laughs> right? Let's be honest. If you're an unsafe person coming to church for the first time, it is boring to listen to PJ. Absolutely boring. But at least you got a highlight after that. Lunch. <laughs> right? So, our last W is not bad. First one, word, good. Welcome, quite good. Nice food downstairs. Thank God for the kitchen crew. You are actually the main attractor of unsafe people. Right? Because even the preaching no good, and they don't understand a word PJ said, they enjoy the food and fellowship after that. Right? So that's a wonderful thing. So our program needs a lot of help. We have LOLMD, we have care groups, all kinds of stuff. It's good. Huh? But basically this is what we always say in our church. It's our program. It's the third P. No. That's evangelism. Grow. That is equipping. Go. That's empowering. Not so good also. Not so good. Again, next week, we will highlight some of these areas where we're not terribly good. Our evangelism is not lifestyle evangelism. Most of us are event evangelism. Christmas, want to bring people, that kind of thing. But in church, in your daily life, silent. Don't know what to do. Not equipped, not empowered. All right? So this one needs a lot of working. Now, I can say in our mission field, and of course I'm very biased because I'm in charge of missions, we are much better than the local church. <laughs> Miles better than the local church. Huh? Okay? And again, you can believe me or don't believe me, but in, partly because the world is bigger than these four walls. <clears throat> the world is bigger than Pungo, right? But in our mission work, we do try to evangelize, equip, empower and that's one institute we have which I focus my life on now is the Asia Pacific Institute where I train equip empower people who want to serve God 
wherever they are. Huh? There's about a thousand students from 30 countries and I love to do this because you can actually do all the equipping, everything from one location in your house. Huh? All right, so next week we're going to talk about program, which means you've got to do something. Huh? All right, the name you couldn't do anything, the purpose, it's already there. Right? People, you can volunteer. Program, you've got to see where we're lacking. Come into the place. I like that. You know, for many years of our life, we were migratory. Until five years ago, we came here. Right? So 36 minus 5, 31 years we were migratory, right? 12 places we went to. First four years, we went to four different places. We were literally like nomads. First four years, four different locations. God didn't give us a place. Was that a bad thing? That was a good thing. It was a good thing because we were never focused on the place. Never focused on the place. We always focused on people because that's all we had. We moved to this place. It's a new place, but the people are still there. All right? So the church learned to focus on people because we didn't have a place. But imagine from the beginning we had a place. What do you think we'd be doing? We're focused on the place. Hey, this is a nice place, you know. We're proud of it, you know. But I'm more proud of you guys. Frankly, I don't care if the government takes this away, but don't take my people away. All right? But it's very hard. It's very hard. Singapore people like their own property, you know. Die, die, you know. Marriage is not important. Where we buy, BTO or whatever, you know. Uh, okay? You don't even propose to the girl. You propose where to get a house. <laughs> all right? It's all about what we own. All right? Again, thank God that for the many years of our life, it was people. People, people. And purpose. And program. All right? Now that we have a place, I hope we don't lose track of that. But we are thankful we're in a wonderful place called Pongo. It's a new town which means new opportunities. We have a wonderful place called Singapore where we have freedom of worship. All right? Amazing. And a wonderful place called Asia, right? Where Singapore is connected to Asia. So in terms of place, next week I'm going to challenge you all. God has put us in a unique place with the right people, the right program. Let's get going. And then very quickly, provision I'm going to spend exactly one second on this. If you get your first four piece right, God will provide. God will never give you a purpose and a program and the people and the things to do and don't give you the money. That would be ridiculous. It's like your big boss, you know, send you out, hey, you go to Vietnam, I want you to start a shoe factory, make, make or... or Microsoft factory and make laptops or whatever, whatever. And then you do everything. You've got the right purpose, the right people, the right place, the right program. And then the boss say, hey, I, didn't, I won't send you money. <laughs> Are you okay or not? There's only one thing you should do. Resign from that company straight away, right? So why you worry about this? If God has a purpose for you, he's put the people there, he wants you to do that program, he will get the provisions for you. May we get that clear in this church. Don't tell me about provisions. Tell me about what's the purpose of God. I don't want an upside-down church. 
Or shall we say the right side up church, budget first. <laughs> purpose first. What is God's purpose for us? Right? So this one, no need to talk. <clears throat> but talk too much in most instances. I'm tired. I go to a meeting, I hear this, I walk out. <laughs> Don't want to talk. I might as well stay back in my medical practice and listen to my accountants. <clears throat> this is a church. This is God's house. If God has a plan for us, God will provide for us. As we look back, 36 years, God has been so good to us. Right? I've had a privilege to sit in a front row seat to watch how God overrode things, how God brought people in, how God did things. I hope you all have front row seats one day as you start something for God. It's very different to hear it from second hand. You've got to taste it firsthand. If I tell you how good uh, sushi is or durian is, I explain to you with all the adjectives in the world, it's not the same as you take. Mm. One tastes better than a million explanations. Have you tasted the goodness of God? Have you journeyed with God? Have you ventured out with God and say, I sat on the front row and watched these things myself? You can. All right? May God bless all of you in gospel light. May we thank God as we look back for what is done in our purpose, our people, our program, our place, and our provisions. Next week, come back, and we'll see how, though God is so good and faithful, how unfaithful we are. Don't, don't, don't take holiday next week, all right? Please, huh? Right? Don't, don't try to escape, okay? <laughs> Cancel your holiday plan better here. God bless you.